Liverpool. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, listener. You are listening to the Come On Red Men podcast. On my right wing is Neil, on my left wing is Tom, and I'm your false nine, Nick. How are we doing, lads? Yeah, not bad. Better than Liverpool, room. I can't, oh, I can't say lads naturally. You got to have an accent for that. You're not, Iri- feel you're not Irish enough. Even though you are wearing an Irish shirt, you're still not Irish enough to say lads. It's kind of retro-y, the new, the new Ireland kit. I don't love it. I'm not a big fan of the collar. Yeah, yeah. It's I'm way, not a big fan of Ireland. Way too deep. Just like every other Brit. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not going to say lads anymore. We're just going to. Was that the sound of your World Cup hopes going up in the fire? Oh, I don't have World Cup hopes. No, exactly. You don't. You're Irish. <laughs> you know, you probably would like international football better if the Ireland were good. They are. They're great at rugby. <laughs> That's very true. But they can't get out of the quarters. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, Neil, how are you? I'm pretty good. I would have been uh, happy with a better result, but I'm pretty good. Mm-hmm. Tom? Yeah, as I said, I'm better than Liverpool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I think we escaped a potential disaster there, so... But no, no, we'll, we'll, no, no, no. It was still a fucking disaster. I, Excuse my language, but... I agree, but it could have been worse. I... We'll get to that. We'll get to that. But first, uh, it was a pretty slow news week this week with one gigantic exception, and that's the Ballon d'Or was announced. Um, our reigning... How many How many is this for Eight. Messi? Eight for Messi. Wow. Um, yeah, Messi gets it. First uh, player from the MLS to win a Ballon d'Or, huh? <laughs> and the captain of the MLS, no less. <laughs> he has won it eight times. He has been second five times, and he's been third once. That's yeah, I think Salah and Lewandowski have uh, valid complaints. Oh, and Haaland, valid complaints. I was going to say. Oh, the three of them have absolute valid complaints. I, don't, I do not agree that that in all those years, I don't agree with the Ronaldo one because I hate him. But, um, Agreed. but yeah, just, yes, they're great players, but I think there's been better seasons by other players and they deserve to have been recognized. It's a joke. You're 100% right. Um, I have scored 50-plus goals and won the treble, but still I don't win the Ballon d'Or. If it were Messi in my place, he would have won it. The award lost its value, and I won't be attending my any more cer- ceremonies. So, Erling Haaland. I'm inclined to agree with him. It does kind of sound sour grapes for a 23-year-old to be saying that. I agree with him, but I also think he's dumb for saying that publicly. I agree with you as well, but... Um, but- but yeah, he should have won. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. He should have won. There are lots of messy things going on. I meant that in both ways. <laughs> um, think about all the things that he did to get into the MLS. All the things that Apple did to make sure he made a lot more money than he did if he went to Saudi Arabia. Won the World Cup. Yeah. And even people are saying that's a fix. But either way. <laughs> uh, anyway. So the other <laughs> hey, news week, ta- talking about messy things <laughs> and... Quite frankly, FIFA and Ugh, their freaking where are we having that World Cup? Yeah, so the World Cup's going to be in Saudi Arabia, and basically, um, uh, Australia was somewhat promised it, and it was meant to be rotating uh, among continents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now it's going to be in Saudi Arabia, but the first hun- the first so many games are going to be in South America. It's going to be played. Oh on- no, no, no! You're thinking of the one before Saudi Arabia. Okay. So yeah. it's going to be Portugal, Spain, and Argentina, Argentina Uruguay, Paraguay. Uruguay, Paraguay. So that's a mess. Well, and the then the first, Saudi Arabia one's a mess. And the Australia first games, get it. so I think it's just opening games are going to be between Uruguay, Chile, and that's because it's the hundredth year anniversary I, of the World Cup starting in nineteen thirty. Either way, my point, and here, it was down to Uruguay, Paraguay, and Chile that started the World Cup. I, I get it, I yeah. get it, but the point here is that FIFA just uh, seems a little corrupt, and I think a little. A little Jinx. Wow. You can't talk for the rest of the episode. <laughs> this is going to be a fun show. <laughs> I'm going to punch you now. <laughs> so so my point here is Messi and Ronaldo, and it seems to be corrupt on who gets the Ballon d'Or. It seems to be corrupt on who gets the World Cup. It's just more of the same. From I a, never said it was corrupt body. for the World Cup. I'm just saying there's people out there saying oh, it's conspiracy. Oh, really? Well, hold you on. were one of those potheads? Hold on. I one mean, thing um, at a time. Boys, one thing at a time. Head. One. So Messi won the Ballon d'Or. Holland and Mbappe were pretty much, that was the two and three on every ballot. There were a few for Vinny Jr. I saw. Um, 
couple of other players, you, you could tell it was country bias. But honestly, this is this is basically the lifetime achievement award that Messi absolutely didn't need, and it should have gone to Holland. Yeah, that's fair. Um, two World Cup announcements. So obviously, it's in North America, the next round. Then we're talking about a very, very stupid split between Spain and Portugal and South America. I do not understand why they didn't just do it in South America for the anniversary that you're discussing, Agreed. Tom. Just just do it there and then put it in Southwestern Europe the following World Cup. Which is, they also, or put in Australia, or they've said yeah. they'll rotate around the conferences. And I think that is the right thing to do. It's a truly world game, rotate around the conferences and stick to it i agree i agree but I money talks and mm-hmm. and who has a lot of money <sighs> that would be the saudi arabian investment fund <laughs> that has nothing to do with the royal family or anything else in the country yeah for sure not <laughs> there's definitely not someone's pockets being lined there exactly the 2030 World Cup will mark the Centennial World Cup competition, the first time three countries from two continents will host the competition, Spain, Portugal, and Morocco. I knew there was a third. There's a reason they do Additionally, well, no. Dividing it between two countries is absolutely fine. Dividing between three countries, probably going that to have be... have an ocean between them. <laughs> I'm sorry, Morocco is really close to Spain. Just look at Gibraltar. I'm talking about the fact that there's some games being oh, in South America and some in Africa I and some in Europe. Yeah, okay. Africa and Europe. There's a difference. I mean, they're, they're it's dumb, but I that's okay. Sure. Additionally, Argentina, Paraguay, and Uruguay will serve as nations that open the event as a commemoration. Just whatever you but say that's but that's it. There's only going to be three games, which is stupid. It is yes, <laughs> but Uruguay, Chile, and Paraguay probably couldn't afford the World Cup. It shouldn't be about who can afford it, and that's what makes it so cool. Well, hold on. I well, mean, you have to have stadiums and ticketing. I understand that, well, but they all play seen, football there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Has anyone seen the Qatar stadiums? They're just sitting there. Yeah. Doing nothing. Well, yeah. We're not, let's not go back and, to that debacle. And yeah. if you look at South Africa, same thing. If you look at some of the yeah, South well, Korea, yeah, that's that happens in the Olympics too, you know, Montreal, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, yeah. I love that stadium. But it's a nice stadium. So, anyway... That's our slow news week is everyone's mad at FIFA. Surprise, surprise. If you're interested in the corruption about FIFA, there's a great documentary on Netflix about it um, that clearly FIFA did not pay anyone to sing praises of the way you see in a lot of these World Cup documentaries that come out every It looked year. like it was made by Michael, what's his name? That Fahrenheit. Mora. Yeah, that's him. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, it, very much so. It's interesting, though. There's some cool footage in that, so I highly recommend checking that out. Uh, moving on. Let's talk about Luton and Liverpool. Yay! Yeah, so we all predicted 3-0 on our uh, Come On Red Men Cup. 3-0 sound and thrashing. That was, that was a, a conservative prediction. Yeah, too. and yeah. they don't have the talent to compete on any part of the field, I believe we said. Yeah. So, um, and reactions, uh, Nick, to, um, to uh, your failed prediction? So, here's, here's my thoughts, and then I'm going to kick it over to you guys. Uh, this is not me making an excuse. Liverpool did not play well. Um, but there's a couple of reasons why I think they didn't play well. So as we've said on this I show, I feel an excuse coming on. And everyone that knows Liverpool knows that for as long as Klopp has been here, our hardest issue is breaking down the low block. We've talked about this over and over and over and over. There are literally books written about it. The low block is tough. When you're playing on the smallest pitch in the Premier League, it gets a lot harder to create space when there's none there and you already struggle with a low block. Sorry, this just reminds me of the Ted Lasso game where they're all standing in Wembley and it's like, this is like any other field. Nope, this is the biggest field in England. <laughs> but I think Luton is the smallest field in the it Premier is. League. It is, and I looked it not, up. It's not just the dimensions inside that rectangle, but the dimensions just outside to the hoarding also. Yes, yes, and absolutely. However, that did not affect the play. Oh, no. Where I absolutely think the size of the pitch, it's the weirdest analyzing I've ever done in a football match, but that is 100% a huge part of why Liverpool struggled so much. They could not create space. They were playing in a shoebox, mm-hmm. and they already struggled there. They've struggled there for years. But that's exactly what Luton wanted, was bring the big teams into their little stadium. Mark, Suffocate them. Mark up, man on, whatever. Because it's not zonal marking with Luton. They don't have a big enough area. I know. Exactly. There's no zone to mark. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. How Diaz got up above that guy. I know he used a bit of a shoulder, but fuck him. Um, <laughs> but getting that high, 
was amazing for that kid. Oh yeah, um, it's a fantastic goal. We'll get we'll get into yeah, yeah. that. But, but I think, this, this short space, we couldn't play our game, and, and and they played their game against us. And it gave Luton a great opportunity to do exactly what they're going to have to do if they want to stay up, which is just suffocate the other team. I just find it a little hard to hear you say this. Burnley scored twice against them. Burnley plays a different kind of football than Liverpool. Burnley. So you're saying that Luton didn't just sit in against Burnley? They probably did. No, they probably no, took they, a chance. That was a more back and forth yeah. game. For and so sure. there was more spaces because. Absolutely. Yeah. It wasn't Villa, just block the press. Villa was at Villa. Yeah, they 3 1, but that was at Villa, wasn't it? So I believe so. I don't know. I, I, admittedly, this is the most I've watched Luton all year and the most that I've. I didn't know anything about Luton prior to last week's episode. I still don't really know a lot now. Um, Neil, why don't you give us your thoughts? Well, it was just disappointing. I didn't think, and we'll get into this, I'm sure, but didn't think McAllister was effective at all. Salah was awfully quiet. Uh, Elliot and Diaz changed the game. Elliot was phenomenal. Uh, I think so. Yeah, some of his crosses, like, they've just gotten so much better. Um, but we're talking about the last, what, 16 minutes at this point, aren't we? Is that how yeah, yeah, but him? I'm just Honestly, saying, probably last eight every minutes. time Elliot has come on the field, though, for, the, for us, he has looked like a different player from what he did last season and from what he did at the beginning of this season. Agreed. Um, it's like he went through a transmorphation. Transmor- I'm not going to stumble over that word. Transmogrification? Twice. That'll be the one. Okay. Yeah, him too. <laughs> Doesn't he play for Nigeria? <laughs> no, I think it's Stoke. <laughs> no, it feels like something, to your point, Harvey Elliott, something clicked this year. And he's just, he. I agree. He. I can't believe I'm saying it. but Watching his legs as he's run, though, is... He's a great sub. I don't like it when he starts. Well, but. talking about great subs, I still would have liked to see Jota come off the bench. And I know that, it, it, look, Diaz was in the squad because it was his choice about whether he was in the squad or not. But if he was going to be in the squad, I'd have had him starting. I, there's something just doesn't feel right to me about Jota. He's, he was in the right places. He usually is. But I just felt the final ball wasn't there and we needed that final ball. Yeah. His finishing is... Yeah, we're going to talk about finishing, I'm sure, oh, in a minute, God. too. All uh, right, let's get it out of the way. Hold on, hold on. Um, what position is Jada? Left wing. Left wing. What position is uh, Luis Diaz? Left wing. What position is Darwin? Left wing. What position is Salah? Right, right wing. What position is Elliot? Go on. We don't have an actual center forward. Gakpo. He's not even... He's, why is he not on the starting striker, then? Because he's not as good as Darwin. Really? I've got four shots that are going to Gakpo should have put away. Or sorry, Darwin should have put away and Gakpo probably Gakpo would have. struggles to finish too. So a few of us watched it at the pub and um, the best shout of the day was when somebody shouted out, my dead grandma could have finished that and she's been in the ground for 20 years. Shout out to our friend Dave. <laughs> so, I was going to say, was that a fay? It was, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Agreed. I mean, it's, all right. So I'm actually going to kind of not really defend Darwin here. Uh, how do I say this? Um, I like that Darwin is in the right place at the right time. Agreed. I like that he brings so much energy and so much creativity to the pitch. Didn't see a tremendous amount of that, I didn't think. In the uh, you got to rewatch the game. Okay. He was, he, he, with the exception of his finishing, Darwin Nunes had a great game. I will rewatch the game because for the first 20 minutes, I was too busy cooking bacon sandwiches. Yeah, so. thank you for that, by the You're way. You're welcome. <laughs> You're always making good bacon sandwiches. <laughs> they always come out better when you make them. There you go. Just it's because you make the crispier. Uh, yeah, listener, well, don't get used to it. Listener, we're making a great cook. Okay, I spent a lot of time eating Neil's food, and he is a genuinely good cook. Try his curry chicken rice. Well, I was going to say, his curry was phenomenal. Awesome. Awesome. Anyway. anyway. <laughs> hey, that's my Thanks, line. guys. Uh, um, yeah, Darwin, outside of his inability to put the ball in the net, he actually had a really great game. Problem is, when his primary position on the pitch is to put the ball in the net, it's a huge problem. So, I mean, he mm-hmm. did hit them, which I know it isn't hitting the, the target, but he did hit the post and the bar, I think, on one shot. Yeah, his and, first um, one. Yeah. It was, a, it was a belter, too. And it was he, from way out. Just after he missed, he had a great shot on frame that was swirling all over the place and... Um, the Luton keeper who had a fantastic game. Man of the match. Yeah, so 
I've seen better performances from a keeper, but it was a, a totally good, solid defensive performance from Luton, and we need to find a way to break these people down. And um, I, yeah, I Elliot and Diaz were the only guys who looked like doing it. But quick and little, where was the boss like? We uh, we were absent. Wrong, we were trying on to, the wrong side of the pitch. Go on. True. Uh, we were trying to walk that ball into the box every time, and that's yeah. our problem. And agreed. Our crossing. Yes, Darwin should be on. He's the tallest one, but. He's not going to put them away his head. He's going to want to put them away with his feet. Yeah. I don't know. Luis Diaz He's, jumped 15 feet above everybody to, to head it in later. I know, but yeah. Darwin's more like a Peter Crouch. He'll score more with his feet than he will with his head, I think. You know, I will I will say on our crossing, it wasn't for lack of effort because Trent had some incredible balls into the final third. I mean, on more than one occasion, I'm yelling good ball when Trent's putting a cross in. And just no one could do anything with it. That's all great. But first touches were awful for everyone this match. Everyone. No one had a good first touch for it until Diaz with his head. I mean, oh, even Salah. Salah had a bad game. Yeah. Two shots. He only took two shots, neither on target. Do you think it was, he was complacency? Invisible. Do you think, I mean, look, listen to our podcast last week and... How excited we were going into this game. We were like, oh, it's going to be an easy, it's going to be a breeze, three goals here, three goals there. Don't worry about it, everybody. And But other than Man City, everyone else across the league table kind of struggled also. Well, you there's mean this yeah. week in general? Or? Yeah, just this Oh, the weekend. weather was bad, you mean? Yeah. yeah. There's that, but honestly, I not don't... Not as bad as that Bournemouth game. Jeez, that no. storm was I really I do bad. not think this was complacency at all. I think this was 100%... Liverpool just not being prepared for Luton to fight as hard as they did. That's complacency. <laughs> no, I think they played hard. They just weren't prepared for the system they were coming up against. That's all I can... I can't look at that team and, and think they were sleepwalking around the pitch. Four million. That was the, the starting lineup, the price of Luton's starting lineup. It was, was four. ten million because they I think said the it squad like was 10 i think it was it the squad is 10 the starting 11 was four wow. Fair. fair wow um luton came out on the attack they wanted to get that first goal like we've always conceded um lucky enough we had a lot more going forward just but they played our game against us they played that counter-attack perfectly every time they were on the run they took out trent every time on that wing if you look at the stats for the first quarter of the game 59 percent of all runs were done down trent's wing right yeah it's it's bewildering how much they dissected us for a team that's at the bottom and just used our weaknesses against us and trent being kind of the weakest in defense though he did set up a lot crossing i thought was great going forward was great i thought joe gomez had a pretty good game too actually joe gomez was great but when you say they played our game against us do you mean they were good at countering our system as in every time counter every time we lost the ball in their box they were knocking that ball up to midfield and taking Uh, out half our squad yeah and that's what i mean by their counter was quick and that's what caused the goal in the end great yeah but having said all of that 70% 70% of the time we were camped in the fi- their final third. Um, they 74% tw- actually. I was going to say 26% is what they had a possession for the entire game. Right. There was times in the first 20 minutes when it was just we were just knocking and knocking and knocking on the mm-hmm. door, but we weren't actually knocking on the but door. But Darwin we getting, was taking way too many fire shots out. Way well, that's what I was going to say. We, actually, to me, it wasn't knocking on the door. We were getting close to the door, but not close enough to knock. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were on the dance floor. We were just very far from the band. Yes. So to speak. Um, we're still in the toilet, I think. <laughs> something like that. Uh, Joe Gomez. Great performance. Great performance. He's not, um, he's not a left back, but I thought he had a great game. Is he a better left back than Simi? No. Then why do you start? I don't know. Because Cause it was Luton and we thought we would walk through them. Why was Zobaslai on the left side? Because it was Luton and we thought we'd walk through them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That, and I understand why why we did that. Uh, he stuck Gravenberch on the right and then McAllister playing the six again because it was Luton. He's not a six. Thinking, He's not a six. And those, I, you know, I heard some people talking about how, why is he so bad for Liverpool? He's so good for Argentina and blah, blah, blah. He's playing out of position. I don't know. 
where anyone got this idea that he's like a, a holding midfielder. He's not a holding midfielder, like at all. I think it's Klopp trying to be attacking. Hey, you know what, guys? I'm going to use a, a creative midfielder as a holding role. I, that can be attacking even more. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a nice idea for attack, but we need the crea- we need the defensive midfielder to do the defensive midfielder's job. Right. Otherwise, mm-hmm. we give up balls straight down the middle. Yeah. To a former United scum with stupid hair. Um, <laughs> Who um, does, his last name was Chong. And, Chong. Um, he wasn't ter- the one Chong. I'm worried about. It was the Everton blue scum bastard in the middle, Ross Barkley. Oh, yeah. He had, had a pretty good game. I was going to say, he had a blinder of a game for B- Luton, but that's all I want to say about him. Yeah. Bastard. Yeah, I'm fine with that. <laughs> Um, yeah, McAllister still struggling in that role, even against a team like Luton, who we did not walk through. Um, I'd, I'm getting a little sick of this. So you'd rather see Gravenberch or Endo in the defensive midfield? I take or Jones either of them. Or you're waiting for Bachatek? So I like... I've already said it a number of times. I like Jones. I think he's really underrated. Um but I think Jones can actually play the holding midfielder from the wing. I think that's usually what he does is he plays on the left wing, but he basically performs the role of what a six does because if you look at his heat map, he's all over the middle third of the pitch. He doesn't just sit still there. I need to see him again in the number six role. The one game I remembered in preseason, he didn't look at all suited to that role. But. Well, he plays it kind of in a hybrid. So he plays more of like he's like somewhere between a six and an eight, you know. He's but that's very, that's all of Liverpool's defensive midfields apart from Endo. They're all kind of six and eights. Well, Bachetet goes in that mold. I am um, Birch is in that mold. Birch is great. And I, I didn't say it wasn't great. No, I, 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 yeah. I'm with you. I think he was a really good signing, and what I've seen so far from him has been pretty surprising for he's me. A at killer. least, he's a killer. I didn't. I, st- I still would like to sign a number six. I would. I would too. I'd like to sign a striker as well. Uh, that's another. Sorry, Darwin. Uh, Not I don't. Sorry. I don't know that I disagree with you there. Um, but we'll get to this later. Yeah. But um, well, I was going to say we'll get to this bit later. Nicholas Jackson, Nikolai Jackson, whatever his name is for yeah. Chelsea, finally got some goals today. Got a hat trick. Um, He's awesome. So, but it's taken him this long. Darwin's scored. A lot of goals for us. In mm-hmm. he's in the top five for that, goals. That's and what I'm saying. So we, you're complaining we haven't got a striker, and we're complaining. Look, he has had some two glaring misses in the last few games, but he also had an incredible curler against Bournemouth. So, Did you see that? Yeah, oh yeah, goal yeah, against Bournemouth, unbelievable. So it's one of these things where let's also keep in mind, guys. Darwin is still very young. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Give him a little more time to develop. He struggled to get into the team last year. And strikers struggle with confidence. They do better when they're scoring and they're confident. And I'm not sure he's listening to you, Tom. No offense. But um, <laughs> but um, having, if this, it's all over social media and it's all over every, the, the, all the papers and all the pundits. Uh, but all the punditry is, is saying that, you know, Darwin can't hit a freaking band or at 10 paces. Until and, he has an incredible... Goal. And then they're like, "Oh, what a striker and what a finisher he is!" Uh, yeah. So I, I just think he needs a bit more time. He needs confidence. Gosh. So what you're saying is the same words as Stevie Nicks: "Players only love you when they're playing." Sure. Something like that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> he just anyway. Needs to, <laughs> he needs to get a hat trick. Yeah. Yeah. Like Honestly. Jackson, like Jackson did tonight for for Chelsea. I'm not giving up on Darwin. That yeah, he, he had a either. bad game. Yeah, Tom. Boo, um, Tom. Boo. Actually, I called Tom after the match. As soon as I got home, I, I called Tom. And we kind of said the same thing, where we were like, Darwin, fuck's Salad sake. turn up. Yeah. Like, but at the same time, I, we were saying the same thing, where, yeah, but Darwin didn't have a bad game. He had four bad mm-hmm. shots. The rest of the game, he was very, very good. Those and I don't four, want that to get forgotten. Those four shots that he had in the first half were the four of the only six shots we had on target out of the 23 shots we had. Correct. And he took five shots, four were on frame. Becking a nuisance. Actually, no, he had nine shots. I'm sorry. Two of them were blocked. Four were on target. Anyway. Six were on target in total. How about uh, Verge? I want to hear your guys' opinion about Verge. I thought he had a He's great game. He's getting better at a cap- being captain. Very telling, good. Telling everyone to feck off from the... Um, the referee. Yes. Yes. Multiple times. I loved that. And that's something that you, Neil, have shouted yeah. before where 
The captain's the only one that talks. Exactly. And part of his I job thought Milner is- did a really good job. Hendo did a good job of it too yes. in, in that role. So yeah, he's he's growing into a, a good captain. I I want to see some more offense from um from from Van Dyke. I know it's not his job, but center backs powering a header on from crosses and from corners. He's, he's only had 16 goals in the Premier League. I think that's Kanata that. now. We're aiming for him, not for Verge anymore. Ver, Verge is not like I know he's our corner guy cuz we sing about it, but at the same time, he's... 16 he's not, goals for a centre-back, though, is pretty good. I mean, That's pretty I good, think. but in, what, 10 years almost now? I mean, it's not like that he's automatic. We just well, want him. Felt like, felt like it was more than that. Well, I think a lot of them came in that, that was it 2019-2020 season when they won the league? Yeah, maybe. I, I don't remember off the top of my head, um, but, and it's not super important. Um no, I just like would like to see. I mean, that isn't his primary role, but um, no. I'd like to see a bit more threat from corners. Yeah, me too. I agree. Uh, we, don't, the, it, we sorry, don't. get Sorry, him it's, it's the, no. Hitting that first man, Robbo has a tendency to hit the first man on the corner. And his, his, we've mentioned this, you and I. His yeah. crosses have become woeful. Yeah, like abysmal. some are going over the top and too far. Some are going through the middle. Yeah, I really think they should start giving Sabasli. Uh, you know they're starting to give him free kicks. Yeah. Let's try him coming out of the corner. I don't know if that's his move. I don't know if he's good at that, but I know it's not Simi, and I know it's not Robbo. Trent's still fine. In games against teams like Luton, you've got to vary things. You've got to you've got to try some shots from outside the box. You can't just try to pass it through the low block all the time. And you know, I, I think yes, taking some shots from outside taking your chances from a corner getting it in the mixer and we've got some big guys in our team now and um yeah we got a lot of height i am it's just a different option and i think you i just think we've got to try more variety i agree i agree um so pondering on your question virgil van dyke scored 15 goals in 2018-2019 season right but not in the premier league that's in uh, all comps. Yeah, I think that's all comps. Yeah. I think that's his most goals in, in the thing. Yeah. Um, I think for Liverpool in the Premier League, it's only 16, which I know I'm kind of splitting hairs there. Yeah. He, we've seen him score goals off of corners. I'm, I'm not saying he can't do it or whatever. I just think we have really high expectations of true, him because true. of that. What season was it? 18-19? Yeah. Okay. Um, tidbit. John Terry has the most goals for a center back. It's 41. Holy moly. That's a lot. Yep. Yeah, his career was very long, though, too. True. Very, very true. I actually think in history, I think it's Coleman has the most. I could be wrong on that. Well, let's get back to Sabaslai. So, anyway, sorry. Yeah. Uh, Sabaslai has easily his worst game. I mean, I don't remember really, and I watched the game three times, and I can't pick out one moment where he did anything that even stuck in my head. Um, I don't know why Sabasli was playing on the left this weekend. I, d- I, don't, I don't know, know what that... Trying was. something new, probably. Yeah, but, I mean, it's not like a... It's not a new position for him. I, I don't understand what that was. You know, he's done so well from the right side. I, I don't know what the left was supposed to accomplish there. Um, Gravenberch playing on the right side. Now, that might be the only thing I'm wondering is, is... Gravenberch naturally a right side and you know because they could have played McAllister on the left Sabasley on the right and Gravenberch down the middle I think that would have been the most natural way to put that midfield on the pitch and they didn't Klopp wants to make McAllister work I'm not sure he's going to give up on him McAllister had a better rating than Sabasley for the game yeah well Sabasley was really bad Sabasley played against Bournemouth too yes I I want to say yes I, I just wondered if he's just been overplayed a little bit at the moment and mm. overhyped and just took his downtime <laughs> during the Luton game. It's certainly possible. Um, did you guys notice the handball that didn't get called? I didn't think it, it was wasn't handball. a handball. It was. I, I watched it like 20 I know times, you're vehemently guys. sure, but I'm not. I, trust me, it was a handball. He literally sticks his hand out. It what? didn't hit his hand. While we're on the doesn't No, he stuck, the guy who stuck his hand out, it didn't hit it. It missed that one. And then it hit the other guy who had his hand uh, across his chest. coming across midfield. 
Oh, you're on about that, not inside the box. Gotcha. Oh, no, no, inside no, the no, box. no, not in, that, not, not that one. That no, was a, right. that, that was a deliberate. That looked deliberate. He stuck his hand out to deliberate. stop that cross going to Zabosla, I think. Uh, it was definitely going yeah. forward. Um, I do remember that, and I actually so said that should have been a yellow. Yes, it should have been a yellow. Um, okay, but but would have lo- changed the game. Back on it, it probably should have been a red because the player was so far out. It could have been a goal-scoring chance, depending if he got past the last defender. Yeah. If the ball came across and he was on the run, he would have been past the last defender if it didn't touch his hand. Correct. That's exactly where I was going with that. I'll they were shouting it. at it uh, on the commentary, too. They were saying the same thing. Yeah, it was it was crazy. Yeah, he literally, the ball comes across, and he looks at it and goes like this and just puts his hand in the way. Okay, so I'll, I'll have, to, have to rewatch for uh, The player's for name was Og. Bean? I, I don't know how to pronounce it. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, we also had Kabori shithousing all over the pitch. Manchester all City player. Just mm-hmm. laying all over the place, making a meal out of every time someone touched him. It, just horrible. And I don't really have a lot of bad things to say about the Luton players, but... He's not in the Manchester City players on loan mm-hmm. from City. Right. But he's playing for Luton right now. So. Yeah, but he's Manchester City shit. So it makes Shy sense. Yeah. So it makes sense. Okay, yeah. I got gotcha. you. Um, the last thing that I want to kind of touch on, unless you guys have anything else you want to talk about, is we unfortunately heard Hillsborough chanting at Luton, which the FA released the statement. They're they're in contact with the police about it. Guys, this is football. We mm-hmm. have to stop with the tragedy, chanting, the racism, all of that. It's got to stop, man. I was, totally agree. I was watching this on Sky and... Carragher was commentating. I think it was Tyler with him. Yeah, Either he way, called it Car- out. Carragher called it out mm-hmm. a few times. Yeah, yeah. The Luton, I mean, you could hear them. So the other thing, the traveling cop bites were loud. Mm-hmm. And there's only a thousand awesome. of them. I know, it's crazy. They were awesome. The Luton fans, I'll give them credit when they weren't saying awful stuff, really showed up for this game. I mean, you could hear them all game. They did not The advantages of having a small stadium, it sounds louder than it is. Well, sure, but I mean, good for them for, for coming yeah, up. No, advantages yeah. of having a stadium, you can sit people in your stand as soon as that's done, still not finished and won't be till in, uh, in fact, like after January. In fact, the seats that we're missing, the what, 73, more the- is the exact same number that ha- in Kenilworth Park. <laughs> yeah, Kenilworth Park. Whatever. Is that, is that an actual stat? Yeah. Oh, wow. The, the stand we are the missing, the seats, yeah. are the exact amount of seats, apparently, that are in Candleworth Road. Wow. Yeah. I actually was meant to go to this game. Um, but oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, my dad's you, in a wheelchair, and so I uh, um, was trying to get disabled access tickets and uh, just uh, oversubscribed game, surprise, surprise, and so uh, so I couldn't get any um, of the disabled tickets, which uh, I thought it was going to be pretty convenient to kind of sneak in and get a, get a ticket. But uh, They might have won, too, if you had been there. This is your fault. That's it. They certainly would have heard me shouting. Oh, All right. Anything else on the game? Hey, we got a point. We did Better get than a it point. Like oh, a... we didn't talk about Diaz. <laughs> 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 oh, my goodness. We were so down on it. We didn't talk about the good. Um, Diaz comes on 65th minute. Something like that, yeah. I think it was actually even later than that, no? Um, and immediate impact player, assist from Harvey who probably should have had two assists at least. He had a couple of good balls into the box. Diaz raises up as if some kind of Colombian Jesus, <laughs> heads the ball into the back of the net and saves us a point uh, in extra time, no less, and then lifts his shirt to reveal something in Spanish along the lines of free my dad. Exactly. Freedom for Papa. He Thank actually you. came on on the 83rd minute. 83rd minute, yeah, I knew it was after the 65th. Harvey yeah. came on... The same time. 66 minutes. 66 minutes. Right. Simicast and Gakpo came on at the same time. Right, right. Um, little too little, little too late. Bless you. Um, every episode. Every episode. <laughs> every one. Uh, yeah, Diaz, it had to have been him. I mean. Do you know what? When he came on the field, I remember briefly the commentator said something about it would be nice if he got a goal and clear his head of whatever was going on. And then, wow. Yeah. Yeah, like, it was it was amazing. He's like a hero, man. It made me feel like a little kid. I'm like, who else but Diaz? Um, that sounds very like Mario Balotelli. Why always me? 
The only other incident we haven't mentioned is Klopp got a yellow card and oh, for, for leaving his technical, technical area, but he's not quite sure why. And he said, "There's many times I've deserved a yellow card, but I don't know why I got this one." He was um, laughing. He wasn't even like screaming and yelling like Klopp usually yeah. does. They showed it, and he he's just like laughing, shrugging his shoulders, like what? And I think you mentioned it earlier, but on the subjects of yellow cards, mm. uh, McAllister got a yellow card. That's five um, now five. which means he's banned from the Brentford game yes five which, in 11 games I mean well that, technically he had a red could card have been worse. he could have been a dogie <laughs> oh god yeah he I can't have, wait to get to so that so if his if his red card would have went through he would have been out for three games well yeah but then he wouldn't have been able to get yellow cards yeah. in the other games but that's my point so <laughs> <laughs> for, for as he'd in, only have three yellow cards then yeah. <laughs> for as ineffective of a player as he's been for the most part and that's not to say he hasn't had good you it's can't stop him foul him I, I mean isn't that just the Argentinian in him <laughs> I mean <laughs> they really like to kick people around my dad um, always uh, my dad always said when I was playing he said if you can't take the ball take the man <laughs> <laughs> or it's a country he can't sport. run without his legs <laughs> one of the great shouts of my dad on the sidelines when I was playing again I love how you have to put on his accent <laughs> Uh yeah, McAllister will miss the Brentford game, which I think is a blessing in disguise. Um, they got to figure out what to do with him. They spent enough money on him, and right now, honestly, we've got a better midfield without him if we play the right players. Uh, so yeah, who needs World Cup winners? He's a great player. He just doesn't fit our system, you know. So, one last thought, Tom. Remember, remember the fifth of November. Luton struck first, and the craft to remember on Nettleworth pitch twas not surrender. A clever counter, a draw to render. Thanks for the resident poet laureate. All right, let's take a break. Welcome back, listener. What else happened this weekend, guys? We had uh, United barely scraped by against Fulham. They're just terrible. It was they a, really are. Bad. It was a great ninety-seven minutes of game, and then Fernando scored. Yeah, he had a good game. Game could have gone either way, though. Um, there was just two mediocre teams being mediocre, but it was actually an entertaining game. Yeah, I mean, they were when both teams are in a low level of competition, it makes for a competitive match, which yeah. can be exciting. And it was—I mean, I wouldn't call it match of the week, but it was good. If it finishes a draw, would Ten Hag have lost his job? No. Ooh, that's an interesting question. Not yet. No, probably not. I don't think so either. Her Maguire got a bang to the oh, head. Yeah. That Cushion. incident. Oh, and then yeah. let to play on. And, and then, then the referee then... stops the game in 58 minutes yeah. saying, um, I don't think you're right. And then the doctors came on did the concussion protocol and he was cleared again. Mm-hmm. But yeah. He looked like after that knock, he did look like he was like Ugh, all over the place. But he kind of looks like that anyway. I was going to say, he was back well, yeah, United. The rest of the players were, weren't exactly making him look any different. <laughs> he was like the only one that was coordinated after that bang. He actually had a good game. He's Wait, 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 wait. There's that ball again. <laughs> uh, actually, I've heard this. And you know what? I'll be honest with you. On the rare occasion that I make a point to watch United, um, he's definitely not who I'm watching. But I've heard that he's quietly been finding his form again with the exception of the pass ball that Tom is referencing. Um, that was like three games ago. I probably should stop that. I thought it was last weekend. Pretty sure that was last weekend. Was it? I think it felt so. so long ago. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, United get another three points. It is Yay. what it is. Uh, Everton and Brighton drew. So the Sorry, my thought on, um, on Manchester United, though, is that those are the, those are how you end up in the in the Champions League spots. Is when you play crap, and you get three points. Unlike the Liverpool game, oh. where we played crap and barely got a single point. So I think it really can make a difference. Yeah, yeah, but Sorry. you know what? Getting that one point could make all the difference in in the right direction. That's too. true. Not nice. laying down and and failing to get the one point. Mm-hmm. It, it's thanks, Neil. Thanks for that. World that's, of reality. <laughs> that's that's where I come in with the silver lining that's actually made of bronze, I think. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, Everton and Bright. Actually, you know what? It's probably made of copper, actually. Ten Hag. He's not going to... I'm still... I get that they got a win here. I just don't see him 
sticking around through Christmas. I'm, I still stand by that. Watching that game and watching him on the sideline, he's not... Okay, first off, he's not Jurgen Klopp. He's not shouting and wanting to kick every ball and head every ball. He just looks like he's standing there watching the game. Yeah, I agree. A hundred percent. And I've noticed that for a long time where he barely looks like he's engaged in the game. He's just sort of... He looks like he doesn't want to be there. When you watch him at Ajax, he looked engaged. You watch him at United and he just looks kind of disappointed but not really sure what to do about it. We've done this for three weeks in a row now. We've talked about United for way too long. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) I made a a prediction earlier in the season. I bet with uh, the two of you that um, both Pochettino and Ten Hag would be there at Christmas. I'm standing by it. I'd I'd like a fact check on that bet. Okay. Because I never said anything about Pochettino. I, 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 no, it was the fact that both of them would be there. Because oh. there was a the debate we had in a previous episode was um, who's going to be fired first. Oh, it's definitely going to be Ten Hag. And Pochettino, uh, well, we'll, we'll get to uh, Chelsea in a yeah. minute. I didn't watch this Chelsea-Tottenham game. Did he get a nice little warm reception when he walked into Tottenham? <laughs> Just out of curiosity. Didn't watch the beginning, I'm afraid. To, yeah, yeah I, I walked in. It was like 20 minutes in, but something tells me I doubt it. Um, <laughs> something tells me it was... The new local Spurs fans, as usual. Yeah, we'll get to Spurs. But uh, first, we're actually going to talk about Everton and Brighton very briefly. Oh, we're back um, around here. Yeah, draw, 1-1 one, one draw. Uh, Brighton are bleeding. What's said, going on? Said they were going to. Yes, you did. You did. Are we still convinced that it's the schedule? Or are they just either being figured out? Or just not playing up to their potential? Or all of it? I think it's a little bit of all of those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm inclined to agree. Uh, I actually didn't watch this game because I had the City game on, but um, which was useless. Uh, but I don't know what to think of Brighton right now. I wonder, I'm hoping this is just a dry spell that they're going through, but something tells me that they've, they've lost something. Everton also were making a bit of progress in that game and fighting every ball and whatever else i did watch everton aren't as bad i've been saying it all season they're not as bad as people after watching like oh i agree that after (laughs) (laughs) they are shit after watching that yes i can see your point there is a lot of potential they were struggling putting the ball in the net that was the biggest problem early on they just couldn't that sounds very familiar Oh no! Yes. There's less than quarter of a mile between the two. <laughs> so here's here's the thing: their X, is fit now. Their their XG is actually quite X, high. I think their their yes, XG exactly. is, is is there. You're a hundred percent right. They're they're getting the ball where it needs to go. They're just not putting it in the net. Calvert-Lewin's back healthy. It's a, they're a different. So what you're saying is XG is nothing and means nothing and it shouldn't. No, it's expected goals. Time. It doesn't mean you converted them. Yes. I know, but I could have ten XG and still not score shit. Yeah. Correct. That would mean that you name? can't finish where the will be Darwin Nunes. <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, Everton are, are surviving, and they're going to survive. And Brighton are going to be fine. You know, they'll probably end up bouncing out of Europe or something. Yeah, like Brighton that. upper mid table, Everton lower mid table. Yeah, yeah. How about uh, City and Bournemouth? There's not a lot to talk about except for uh, the but machine. Ha- Holland didn't score. He didn't score, did and he he, uh, he got. He Ankle didn't injuries, me taking off. Uh, yeah, at halftime. He didn't do anything. It, it, do we think he was actually injured? The Champions was... League game coming up this week. You think he'll be in the squad? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. That answer your question. <laughs> That's fine. I don't have much else to say. That's pretty much exactly what I expected. I was surprised that he didn't score. Like he had a few chances. Yeah. Blah. Yeah. But Doku. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like where did he come from? I actually don't know where he came from, and I'm curious. He, doesn't he sound like a Star Wars character? He literally, there Count literally Dooku. is a, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but he, well, he was counting three this weekend. Yeah. Uh, but even off the ball, his his runs, his timing, his passing, it was just phenomenal to watch. I'm yeah. sad that he plays in a blue shirt. Um, he just won't play a lot because it's Pep. Also true. Oh, <laughs> unless he does things like this weekend and put, Jack Grealish to shame. Yeah, oh my goodness. Jack Grealish, where the hell has he been? Um, he, well, he started this weekend. Yeah, but I mean, where has he been? Usually sitting next to Calvin Phillips. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Newcastle and Arsenal. So the, these last two matches we're going to touch on. Actually, you know what? Let's save Newcastle and Arsenal. I want to talk about Forest because they're my second favorite Premier League team, I guess. Yeah, you were just waxing lyrical about them. You were just like... I, I've been I doing it for as long as we've been recording the show. I know. I just irritated me this week. Oh, well, that's weird. It's all Forest, Forest, Forest. It was like if James Ward-Prowse played for them, it would be... Oh, my God. Oh. I'd, I'd have an entire collection of his kits. <laughs> oh my! Oh my! <laughs> they um, they played really well. They they played well. They took their chances against Villa, and they they could have had more. To be honest, yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I do not watch this game. Um, Watkins what, missed what, a what happened yeah. to Villa? Did they just collapse? No, it wasn't no. really a collapse. It just it was a good game, and Forrest held their own throughout, and definitely shaded it in the final third. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and it was it was a good back and forth. And honestly, I didn't look at the underlying numbers, but I don't even think they really dominated possession. No, they just took the most of their opportunities and got two past them. But they could have had more. The referee stopped a perfectly good. Yeah, the bo- yeah. The ball fell right to Awoni, uh, former Liverpool, and he was just going like to put it in the goal. Years ago, yeah, he was just going to. He was just about to put it in the goal, and um, the referee blew for a. Phantom foul. Uh, I I could not for the life of yeah. me figure out what that was. Sorry, yeah, yeah. very strange. He had a great game. Yeah, he had a lot of good balls. There was that one that he put across from the wing that I thought was for sure in, and I think the, the Villa keeper just had a really great save on it. Um, okay, uh, having said you, Villa had, uh, keeper had a really great save. You have to say he had a terrible error for the goal. <laughs> yes, he did. I wondered whether they were going to put that down as a known goal. Uh, of course, it, they didn't because the ball was on frame, but ball was hit with real power on frame. Martinez saved it. He should have saved it over the bar or saved it wide the post, but mm-hmm. he saved it and put sufficient backspin on the ball just spun right back over the line. So that's two weeks in a row he scored a known goal, basically. It was... Because well, one came well, off the bar, one came off his back and went in the other week. This one was... was Kind of comical as well. <laughs> well, speaking of own goals, the only reason Everton drew instead of beating Brighton was because of an old goal. Mm-hmm. So, even when they draw their shit and should have won. <laughs> um, all right, last two games we're going to talk about are the two probably most two of the three most controversial games of the season. Um, let's do Newcastle and Arsenal first. Um, who wants to take this one, Tom? Inconsistency. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. I'm sick to my stomach and I'm embarrassed. What an absolute disgrace. That goal never should have been allowed, said Mikel Arteta. Mm. Seemed fine to me. He had a lovely opinion of VAR last week and hated VAR this week. Uh, yeah. He sounds like well, here's the every thing. other fickle football fan. It wasn't last week. That was really hard to say, by the way. Fickle football fan. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. It wasn't last week. It was after the, the Liverpool Spurs game. That he said that oh, yeah, they're doing the best they can. Mistakes happen. Yeah, they sure do. So what are you? What are you going to say, Neil? I'm I'm curious. I know I can see in your eyes when I said it. You yeah. were like, "What, really?" So for each of the three offenses, that yeah, potentially let's actually were break there. it down. Exactly. What it is. So okay. we had the the ball going out of play potentially. Mm-hmm. We had the offside decision potentially, and we had the push by the. Jolinton. By the uh, by, the Newcastle defender on Arsenal, yes. So, um, so three incidents. So, let me take my take on the first one. We don't have technology on the line to tell whether that ball was fully out. Therefore, it was a subjective judgment call. Looked totally into the referee's assistant during the game. VAR looked at it, said it was inconclusive. I'm fine with that. Subjectivity shouldn't be re-refereed by VAR. Do you want to comment on each of these in turn, or do we want to wait till I've... Uh, sure, keep it short. Tom, you got sure. anything? Um, looking at the replays, like all angles again, um, you can't see it. You can't. And you can't judge the ball has gone all the way over the yep. line. A bit like if the ball hasn't gone all the way over the line, it wouldn't be a goal. You know? Yeah, so Agreed. either we have the technology or we don't, but, but th- we're not going to re-referee the games, and mm-hmm. it's meant to be... If the error was clear and obvious, clearly that error wasn't clear and obvious. It's just just the fact that that was my next point. So not clear and obvious. So we move on to the Agreed. second incident. Uh, one more thing: Why can I, I get it? It's probably in the goalposts. But why can't we? Can but we just don't. Yeah, 
but we can't have a technology. technology. All we yeah. got to do is put radar one side of the other post and one over okay. the so boarding. And so, so you want to do it? So you want to do it all the way up the touchline as well to make sure no. the ball's gone out for for a throw. And it's like, where do you stop? How how often has this ever happened? Twice this year. Has it really? United United had a goal um, disallowed, and they ruled. A, it looked very, very similar, and that one was ruled that the ball had crossed the line, and the and United had a goal. Did they VAR it? Yep. See, these are not the kinds That's of things. That's back to the statement yeah. that yeah. Tom just okay. made about Fair. inconsistency. Inconsistency. Okay. It wasn't meant for that. I'm so. getting a T-shirt with that printed on it. <laughs> um, okay, next one. The offside. You can take the offside. Offside. Ooh, that was really hard to call. Um, All right, stop right there. As soon as you say it was really hard to call, it's not clear, it's and, not obvious. clear and obvious, so we don't need to talk about it anymore. Right. Even watching it a thousand Absolutely. times. Even watching it a thousand times, I could not no. get heads There's, or tails of it, so it No, and it, it, it would have been played on, and it did get played on. Yeah. And I think, and this is where we'll come into it, if that was another game, it might not have been called. Mm. A bit like the next incident we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, yeah. So yeah, to me, I mean, do you want to take the last one? So did I take the first one? Thompson sure. There? Um, does anyone? I know we're going to disagree with you. Shove in the back. Shove in the back. Yeah. Who, Two hands. Who was the uh, Who was the Arsenal player? I don't even remember. Couldn't see him drilling. He was draped all over. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Gabriel. I, I I gotta say, to me, I'm looking at that. If that was Liverpool, I'd be screaming my head off that it's a foul. Mm-hmm. I, I, he was he was literally on top of the guy shoving him in the back. It happens all the time on crosses. There's people putting their arms around hugging Salah each other. getting pulled down by his shirt. Um, I'm just saying the, well, I would think if it was it, it, yeah, it happens all the time and it's a problem. I, I agree it's a problem. Uh, do I think we should crack down on it? In general, yes, but again, it has to be consistent throughout agreed at least a season. But we can't even get one thing consistent of the season. For me, it was, again, a, a little bit like they say in Formula 1, a racing incident. I think it was a um, a cross-into-the-box incident. Players jostling for the ball. Of course, you put your hands up to try and stop the guy backing into you. You do that. And it was to me, it was no more than he put his hands to stop, stop him backing into him, and then he jumped. And he... So, again, but I'll finish my thought. If it was a Liverpool player, I'd be shouting from the rooftops about mm-hmm. it sure i've screamed about lots but, of things that weren't given but but sorry nick the arsenal player was actually it, it looked like he was going down anyway and diving for the ball i was just going to say that it looked like he was kind of falling forward and if you look where both his legs are they're between the legs of joe linton he had nowhere for him to go except forward on his face right and i think what happened was was joe linton shoving him in the back yeah but he was going down anyway so it looked a lot worse than it was it didn't look like joe linton just came over and clobbered him it looked like they were both moving in an awkward direction and it was more incidental do, do i think it was a penalty if it had gone either way i would have just thrown my hands up and gone whatever it have been a penalty if, if it was, it was a goal. no, but yeah, foul, whatever. Oh. Um, if it was a Liverpool player, I'd be because I'm biased, mm. so I'd be screaming about it for the next six weeks. But looking at it or just from a, a neutral standpoint, for 120 minutes. What's that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'd be recording about it. as as a completely neutral here. I'm looking at it as no, honestly, if that had gone either way, I I, I get it from both sides. It's. Kind of to your point, it's not it's, clear it's and obvious. Exactly. Let the referees referee the game. Right. Use VAR for clear and obvious. And if you have to look at it for more than ten seconds, it's not clear enough. Literally, I think that should be the the rule. Ten seconds, and if you can, in that ten seconds, make a definitive statement against the decision. That is not clear and obvious. Not Which brings us idea. to our next incident. Well, hold on. Let's finish on this because Arteta. Oh, I'm sorry is a shithouse. Anyway, um, are we done on Newcastle Arsenal? No, okay, there's one more on. incident. The Kai Havertz incident. Oh, duh. That's go the on, big take one. Take it away. So Kai Havertz comes in. I can't remember who the Newcastle player is, but he's off his feet. Studs are showing. Yes, it is the... His right leg is out straight. Studs are up. Mm-hmm. But it's his left leg is trailing, it's bent, it's behind him. And that's what clips him and that's what brings down the other player. But the way he came in for the challenge was, there was malice behind so it. So can we yeah. say that decisions kind of uh, work themselves out over the course of a season or sometimes even within a game? In other words, 
Havertz should have been sent off. Mm-hmm. Arsenal didn't win, uh, Newcastle ended up winning the game in controversial circumstances. This is why let the referees referee the game. Things tend to work them out. Okay, uh, my point was that challenge looked a lot worse than the Jones challenge, which... Inconsistency. Yes. Yeah. And that's where it comes and that's, down to. That's where my main issue is. It's the inconsistency. It's not the challenge. 100%. But there is a. But Kai Havertz, stay on your fucking feet. There yeah. is a school of thought that's saying that VAR is making the referees less consistent because they don't have the pressure now to get the, the decision right. They can kind of get the decision wrong and somebody else is going to fact check them. Somebody's going to talk to them in the ear. Yeah, and the fact checking is clearly awful. Yeah, everyone's bad at this. <laughs> Everyone is bad. At I think this. I have a solution to fix it. It needs to be heard on the tannoy. Yeah, I know you've, like you've rugby. that. I, I, so I agree it should be heard, but again, I think it should be time boxed too. Also, I I don't hate that. The t- I don't think that I agree just because I'm interested in what they'd say, Tom. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's going to make hey, a go difference. Back, like in rugby, it's like, <clears throat> hey, um, that play has come to stop. I think you need to go back and check on the high tackle. Blah blah blah. Right, right. right? And they will go back, and your man gets a yellow card. It's a bit like, hey, we now still play on. We never used to play on after a tackle and then go back for I a just, yellow card. I don't see what that's that's I, not going to do And also, Tom, anything. I can't believe you bring up the rugby. This last World Cup, there was a hor- bunch of horrendous decisions that weren't given and weren't given on review. And there were some things that were given on review that completely spoiled games that should never have been given. Not I a good totally agree. Days, I so. totally agree. But so. I'm actually just on about hearing the, the hearing TMO part. to the ref. Those, those conversations, and we saw what happened with the Liverpool game. But hearing those conversations, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hearing those conversations and hearing where the influence is coming from, hey, that is a penalty or, yeah, that's not a penalty. Even though oh, I'm overruling the referee. I'm totally open for hearing it. I, that's all my argument was. Yeah, so totally open for hearing it. We need a whole different podcast about the World Cup, trust me. What, 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 but what does that accomplish? I think it would have people more accountable because think of how many people now hear your voice telling the referee going hey that's a penalty or hey that's not a penalty or that ball is out or whatever thing is we have all that information so again but we I, don't. Would, I would i would in that moment when we know who the the var referees are they announce them every I, we know who's making the decisions mm-hmm. and everything i like the idea just because it would be interesting by the way the referee and var that we had for luton game was the same one for the newcastle game oh shocker um on your point the time i like that that would that would keep the consistency you only got 10 seconds you get 10 seconds and boom clear and obvious yeah agreed all right last game of the weekend sorry I do want to say no to challenges. There's a lot of talk about giving coaches oh, challenges. No. Can I just? I do hell not no. want this game to come the stop start freaking NFL. It's already too Are much. You, you're talking about like the flag throwing. Yeah, yeah. where you flag and then they revit. No, absolutely not. Okay, I hate good. it in basketball. Yeah. This would. It, it's already too much. It's you're, already you're challenging much. the call that the. I want less made. time spent, not more. Yes. What Agreed. do you mean? NFL only asked, actually plays for 15 minutes. Anyway, uh, final match of the weekend was actually played tonight on Monday, and that was Chelsea and Spurs. Two sendings off should have been four. Should have been four sendings off, but you can't Tell send me off Adogi twice. You right, yeah, right. Um, so Adogi should have been sent off really early on for a ridiculous challenge. Mm-hmm. He got away with it. He then got two yellows and got sent off, and then Romero got sent off. Reese James... Um, uh, what's not cross-checked uh, the wrestling forearm smashed uh, oh he yeah sh- he should have been gone yeah and uh, it was wow. a disaster I'm have to three, watch this game three goals oh, disallowed three goals disallowed <laughs> for Chelsea for offside yeah a goal disallowed for um, Spurs for offside two two for Spurs yeah so five goals um, I think just so that crazy. should have been 7-3 and then, and then a hat-trick for Nicholas Jackson including two in injury time yeah Oh, and Chelsea, uh, sorry, and Tottenham almost equalized with nine men. <laughs> yes, they did. Eric Dyer. Wow. Just insane game. Did, now, and I missed it. I think they brought Eric Dyer on after they had guys sent off. They did, because not only that, James Madison went down injured and Vern Van Vern oh, uh, went down. No, Vandenberg? Van der Vern, I think it is. Um, oh, Vandenberg is our old yes. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, not old guy. He still plays for us. Seb. 
Yeah, he's on loan yeah. somewhere. Um, yeah. But um, but yeah, so two players injured. So Postegoglu, I can never say Postegoglu. thank you. Yeah, him too. Um, finished the game with only four of his starters on the field. Four of nine. Yeah, yeah, really tough for Spurs, man, playing nine men. I, I just, you know, if ever shame. they have to have to play against nine, you know, imagine what that would be. Oh, man, yeah, at least they'll be able to understand how that yeah. team feels. Imagine that. Yeah. So you were just saying about basically swings and roundabouts, how things happen and then they recorrect themselves. Nick, how do you feel after today's game? Oh, shame. Shame that, you know. You just hate to see it. Oh, horrible. Yeah, yeah I really feel for those Spurs fans. I don't. Tough. Karma Tough is a... Oh, I can't say that word. <laughs> America won't let me Steaming say that word. pile of hot spur. That's what it is. Oh. No unbeaten teams left in the Premier League. The implosion Ooh, And everyone Spurs. has a win. Sheffield won this week. Yes, Sheffield got their first win against Wolves. Oof. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was an absolute roller coaster hurricane of a match uh very 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 entertaining the battle of the bridge mark two yeah yeah the, this is an official derby right uh, do we need to go into that again okay we talked about this last week. <laughs> okay all right let's there are like quick... 20 teams in london so let's take a quick break and then we'll uh we'll come back and talk about the league cup Welcome back, listener. Liverpool beat Bournemouth 2-1 in the League Cup. Uh, so they're on to the quarters, which, by the way, six out of the eight teams that are moving on are all Premier League teams. The Paul two. Vale and Middlesbrough. Thank you. And they're playing each other. Indeed. So, Oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah. One of them is Middlesbrough is in the championship, and I believe Port Vale is in League 2. No, League 1. Oh, that's... I don't know, but yeah. that's pretty cool. That means at least one of those teams are going to make it to the semis, which mm -hmm. is... Really, why I watch this competition happened many times before. With yeah, Rotherham and Rochdale making the final. Oh, Brad yeah. Bradford got to a uh, quarterfinal. This is what makes it interesting. Bolton, the FA Cup is more fun. Bradford, I agree, because it literally is every team in England. I know. Hey, hey Barrow won this weekend against Northampton. We're into the round two. Let's go, Barrow! You're playing Liverpool Academy soon. Oh, in the um, FA Trophy. Yeah, there we are. Yeah. Interesting. Who are you going to root for? Who the Barrel? fuck do you think you think he is? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> you plastic. <laughs> plastic barrel fan. I'm a woolly back. Newt <laughs> no, that's yeah, the name of your... There's some back on your wool. <laughs> that's the name of his girlfriend. <laughs> no, people from Liverpool call people from outside Liverpool woolly backs. Oh. Oh, a bit Why? like how every southerner here calls everyone a yank from up, up here. <laughs> exactly. Um, Nunes had a beautiful goal. We, we absolutely took the piss out of him that guy knows how to hit the target huh oh my goodness like you wouldn't believe <laughs> from weird angles too um i think he was using the wind but either way yeah i i, I agree Problem. storm cure everybody talked okay. about how awesome that strike was and then everybody simultaneously talked about how much the wind is what caused bombers goal against liverpool and the reality is that the reason why Darwin's ball was swirling all over the place, it was because of the same bloody wind. Yeah, but I, it I was kind of cooler. disagree with you because the wind was actually going in the opposite direction. Yeah, it was knuckleballing it. No, no, no. So it was going in the opposite direction to where Darwin was shooting. It was heading toward our goal. Yes. So every time, every time around. Kelleher kicked the ball out, it would yes, come I, back half the field. Oh, yes, it did. Yeah. It, it was yeah. like watching a game back at school. It was, it was, it was wild. Yeah, yeah. But in fairness to Darwin, he put the laces on that. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it was, was a belter. That would fantastic have gone curl without the wind. I think. Mm, who knows? After he miscontrolled it. <laughs> well, great pass from it was, Trent. Yeah, it was not a pretty first touch. Yeah, but miscontrolled it ball, with 10 yards to his left, and then he came back inside and struck it. I'm yeah. saying that ball caught some extra miles per hour up there in the wind, came down, and he wasn't able to control it. I put it down to that. I because <laughs> The wind giveth, and it taketh away. Yeah, yeah sure. That's, it was a horrendous game. It really stopped How Liverpool playing it didn't get called off. Like, that was serious rain. It definitely was having an impact on the game, that's for sure. As long as the impact is in our favor, I don't care. 
what you it need wasn't is a big, at one point. You know, yeah, no, know. no. When they equalized, they were, they were was, kicking from midfield at one point just to try it out. Yeah, <laughs> when they equalized, they all it, watched the Beckham duck. When they equalized, it looked like they were the ones that were going to score again because Liverpool were really fighting against the elements, and uh, every corner would swing in for them, and that's how they scored the goal. It was an in-swing corner, and they kept doing the it. Wind every time. The wind was blowing the ball into the goal. It was yeah. it was it's rather cool. it was insane. If you can get the ball to like the corner of the box, it was just going to get followed in with the wind. That's so cool. Have you ever um, played? It's going to sound terrible. Have you ever played blow football? You have a straw and Jesus a ping pong ball, Neil. and you have to blow oh, through the straw yeah, and get the yeah. ball into mm. the opponent's yeah. goal. Yeah, imagine playing that, but you're playing against a guy who has a massive fan behind him. Because <laughs> that <laughs> that is what Liverpool were up against. Now, admittedly, it was in our favour in the first half, but it wasn't as strong at all, and no. the storm whipped up. Uh. So. It, it was tough. So it was a heroic victory for the men in red. Uh, well, it was a Bournemouth at the end of the day, so I don't <laughs> it, want to... It was wait. a soggy one. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Well, we're on to the quarters. A, a limp biscuit of a game. I suppose i got to take a... Se- <laughs> a limp biscuit. Fucking <laughs> hell. I've got to take it seriously now that we're in the quarters. Yeah, Absolutely. I know. I actually have to pay West Ham. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this is also the game. last season that they're going to have... Um, a two-way semi-final for the League Cup. Oh finally. yeah, that's right. I, I saw you talking about that in our group chat. Yeah. So you want to just break that down for us real quick? So you just did. Yeah, I just did. <laughs> All right. So there's a two. I don't know why there's a home and away. Well, it's not really home and away. It's both at Wembley. For the um, no, sorry, that home, that's FA Cup. My bad. Oh, um, doing away with that in the FA Cup? No. Oh, there's also no home and away in the FA Cup. Let's go back one more minute. Okay. League Cup. Yes. Has a... The Caribou Boo Cup. Whatever. Milk Cup, Coca-Cola Cup, whatever you want to call the cup. Cum Cup. The Rumbelows Cup. Whatever that is. <laughs> yeah, him too. Um, there is a home and away fixture for the semifinals. Don't know why. It's the only fixture in the entire tournament that does it. And then there's the final. But they're doing away with the home and away. I believe it's going to be at Wembley like they do with the FA Cup, but I could be wrong. Um, Are but they still doing two? No, just okay. one. Just one game okay. knockout. All right. It made yeah. no sense to do two in the semifinals. Who did? Um, does did, do you guys remember who we played in the quarters and the semis when we won two years ago? Uh, no, no. I guess it's Chelsea, not Chelsea was the final. Yeah, that was the that. final. I actually just rewatched that on YouTube not that long ago. I was home from work sick, and I was on. But anyway, that's not super. That important. Seems like a you problem. Yeah, sure. Um, anything else on that? No. No. All right. Well, that kind of brings us to the end here. So let's do a quick roundtable of closing thoughts. And uh, we'll chat to you later in the week. On Thursday, don't forget, we do two episodes every week, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Neil, give me your closing thoughts. So I said we had four easy matches. We had Toulouse. We had Bournemouth. We had Luton. And who was the other uh, easy match we we had? Um, Forest. Forest. Mm-hmm. Didn't work out exactly that way, um, but we got three out of the uh, three out of the, well, I guess a draw, a draw and three wins. So not terrible um, overall. Draw and three wins, but not the four easy matches that I was hoping for. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Tom, we have to lose this week. We bounce back. I hope not. Oh. Every week. No more of that. Because we just played them second. We're going to play them second round this week. Thank God. So we get past that. We qualify for the next round. We throw out the youngsters for the next couple of games. Agreed. <clears throat> we'll see you again in February. McAllister will play against Toulouse as he's banned in the next game. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I could see Jones coming in too and giving him some minutes. Um, we can talk about that later. Um, but... Going forward, we have Brentford next. We should win that. We're at home for that. Mm, hopefully. Mm, we'll talk about that Thursday, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just want to see a better performance. I see this every week. I want them to come out and do something. But you keep looking for consistency? <laughs> feck, that's the word, yeah. <laughs> consistency it is. There it is. The, my word of the day. Um. All I'm going to say is I'm disappointed. I'm happy we walked away with a draw, and I'm happy it was Diaz that scored the goal. And on that, please check us out on Instagram at Come On Red Men Podcast and find us on Facebook and talk to us on there. Tell us your thoughts. Tell us your feelings. Give us your opinions. Hopefully, someone will chat back. Thanks for listening. Chat to you soon. <laughs>